0: Thank you for tuning in to the Rose Metal Podcast hosted by Emily Rose. In this podcast, we talk about the transition out of sports and any struggles athletes may have faced during sports or afterwards. Rose Metal's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. We have two types of shows we have interviews where we talk to athletes about their experiences, and we also do shows on current events or topics that relate to the mission. welcome to the show this is the rose metal podcast hosted by emily w- oh
1: my gosh giggle <laughs> <It> was-
2: uh, <laughs> this is great going well so far <laughs> might be a lot of editing in this one i'm sorry
0: okay i'll just take out the first three minutes
2: <laughs> perfect
0: okay Welcome to the show. This is the Rose Metal Podcast. I'm Emily Watson and I'm here with our guest, Joe Coons. Hi, everybody. And co-host Riley Bayliss. Yo. Hey, so um, I'm excited for this podcast. I've been wanting to bring Joe on for a while. We coached together at Oregon for two years. Um, she was the volunteer coach. I was the grad assistant manager person. Um, And now she is the softball coach, uh, assistant coach at UTA, so UT at Arlington. So I'm really excited to have you on. Thanks, Em. Glad to be here. Yeah. So (laughs) um, we're just going to jump right into it. So the first question that I have for you, because we have experienced going to FCA together. um, And Mm -hmm. why do you why should athletes go to FCA?
2: Yeah, FCA is just a, it's an awesome organization. It stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes and just something that I've been a part of since I was in high school, but it just is an awesome opportunity for athletes to get together outside of their respected sports and just come together and learn about each other, share in life together, and really just build a community outside of their own teams. And I think it also just provides them the opportunity to gain some mentors who are going to be there to just journey alongside them as they, you know, live out their dream to play, you know, college sports and so much of FCA really is, um, helping athletes find their identity outside of their sport and that it's not all tied to performance, but who they are off the field as well. Yeah. And you don't have to be a devout Christian or identify
0: with like specific religiousness to go. I don't think, cause I, I wouldn't say that I'm entirely religious and I enjoyed going, but what, when, When can people find FCA meetings?
2: Yeah, I think the majority of college campuses across the country have FCA. And I also think that is the cool part about it is just that it is across the country. And so, again, you're connecting with athletes, not only in your respective campuses, but um, you know, campuses across the country, which is just awesome. So, I mean, you can find it on websites. I mean, now we have the power of social media, which is awesome and uh, just a great platform to, to get involved and find out where your, you know, local FCA is. But uh, like I said, it's across the country and so it's easy to connect. I know even as a coach, uh, now we have a FCA Bible study that we meet with as coaches, you know, on Zoom weekly. So it's just cool that, you know, even even as a coach that used to have the opportunity to connect with, you know, people within your sport, um, you know, near or far. Yeah. Um,
0: when I was at the university of Tulsa, we had, um, like campus, uh, just the athletes at the university of Tulsa would get together once a week. I think it was on Sundays, just any athlete from any team. But I do also remember with tournaments for softball, um, especially conference, there would be, like a pre-tournament or pre-series FCA meeting. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. know if every conference does that, but um, where do you think that most people can find like when and where these, like who can they ask for these um, meetings, like where they're at?
2: Yeah, I would, I would look around campus first and foremost. It's usually advertised somewhere on campus within like the student groups, Um, but if you can't find it there, there's also like area directors and Uh, that you can just find who your area rep is on via Google. But I think it's pretty easy to find there's just so many out there now. But uh, as far as what time they meet and when they meet, that's all just depends on you know, who's who's running it at your respective university. But like you're saying, I think for the most part, they have a weekly meeting. And then a lot of uh, places do like pregame chapels, which is just awesome. It's just an opportunity to come together and you know, kind of just focus on something bigger than your within yourself and your performance, and really just help you, you know, see the bigger picture of what you're getting ready to do. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the baton to Riley. She's gonna ask you this next question.
1: <clears throat> All right. Um, what was it like for you transitioning out of uh, her? Sorry, well, What was the transition out of playing like for you?
2: Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, anytime you transition within your sport or life, it's always, it's always tough. Change isn't easy, you know, but if it was easy, we we wouldn't do it. Um, So I think, I mean, I'll be honest. It was tough. I think, you know, when you're leaving a chapter that you've worked so hard for and really, I mean, for me, I had the opportunity to live out my dream and play division one softball. And so I mean, I had known it was coming to an end, but I think when that, you know, that final pitch is thrown and you get that left out or, you know, whatever the game ends, I, I don't know that it's like hits you right there. I think it's more of a, you know, gradual feeling and that I remember watching the college world series after I had graduated and being like, and like crying and being like, Oh my gosh, what is my life? You know? Cause it's yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but I think the cool thing about that too, is just like, Uh, finding out what your next passion is and and what you want to go into next and do next. And sometimes that's easy to find, sometimes a little harder to find. Um, I know with uh, our, our current student athletes, that's one of our goals um, before we go into, you know, their season, their final season is to kind of help them have an idea of what they're going to do. So that way they can truly enjoy the season that they're playing in instead of having to worry about, you know, what's next. Um, And so for myself, Mm. I, I think I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into coaching after I played. So I thoroughly enjoyed the heck out of my career. And I think, you know, that's something <laughs> I challenge, challenge my athletes into is that, you know, like don't hold anything back because these are such precious moments. You never get it back. Um, and I think that made the transition a little bit easier, just knowing that I was going to be going back into coaching and being able to, you know, teach the game that, that I love so much to, you know, the future athletes of, of the sport. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like it hit me
1: like randomly in the middle of summer one day. I like woke up in a jolt because I was like, I'm supposed to be supposed totally awake." weight I'm missing. And I was just like, and then I was just like, oh, no, I don't. And I just laid there and I was like, well, this
2: kind of sucks. <laughs> Yeah. It's definitely the weirdest thing. I mean, I, I thought about that the other day and I'm like, it is so random that you just wake up one day and you're like, well, I guess I don't have to go practice. Like such a weird, such a weird feeling. Cause you've always just had that yeah. in the back of your head. You yeah. know,
0: I still get the, I still get like nightmares uh, that I'm going to be late to practice.
2: hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Or like weights, waking up to work out in the morning. I'm like, oh my yep. gosh, going to miss the alarm. <laughs> okay. Joe, how do you help your athletes with
0: transitioning out of sports? Then like you mentioned that you, I really like that you um, tell them to like be in the mo- moment and to enjoy it. But what if they come up to you saying, Hey, I actually really don't know what to do. And people are asking me like, what's next. Like, how do you mentor them with that?
2: For sure. I think, you know, there's always going to be voices in the back of your head or people asking you about what's going to, what's next. What are you doing next? Where are you going? Uh, and I think, Part of that is just being able to separate it from what you're currently doing um, in the moment. And I think, you know, that just goes just for anything and especially in sports, you know, like can you separate, you know, your performance during a game or, you know, separate yourself when you're on the field and off the field and be able to turn it on and off. Um, That's definitely a skill that you learn. And I think the same thing happens when you're, you know, planning for the future, but uh, one of the biggest things, like I said, a little bit earlier, is just helping them find what they're really passionate about and what they think they want to do. Um, and really just kind of encouraging, you know, that aspect of their life too, and investing more in that side as well. Um, as well as obviously their, their athletic, you know, side of it too. But I think when you come to that point in, li- in life, it's, you know, important to have just people who are invested in, in that side of who you're going to become too, because we all know that our, Sport doesn't last forever, um, especially within, you know, softball where I coach. There's not a ton of opportunities to go play professionally, so you know it's going to end. So uh, just encouraging them and what they think they need and helping them, finding internships, like whatever we can do to help them, you know, kind of feel at ease and where they want to go and what they want to do and who they want to become.
1: Man, I really wish I had a Joe.
2: <laughs> I,
1: I got to say,
0: it was, I would not have survived without my Joe at
1: (laughs) the wow Uh, i've been missing you but now i found you
2: (laughs) great i'm here i'm here for all your needs
0: (laughs) okay riley's gonna take the next question okay
1: all right here we go who are just some of the people uh that have influenced
2: yeah i love this question like so much because i love people and I just think people have the greatest influence over your life and this is like the best question but like the hardest question to answer because I feel like I have so many people (laughs) that have influenced my life um so I'm not going to sit here and name all of them because we'd be here all night and you wouldn't even know who I'm talking about but um (laughs) uh I think Mm -hmm. there's there's kind of three pieces of it that I'll I'll just touch on um first I'll say my teammates you know I think that our teammates i'm not sure they get enough credit for who we are and who we become and that starts from a really young age um just because those are the people that gen- generally you spend the most time with and so i know for myself i had six or seven teammates um just growing up that i was super close with i played in the same uh travel organization my whole career so i was very like fortunate in that way and so we just got really close they were like my sisters um and we don't talk every day or anything like that but I could text them at any point or call them at any point and know that they'll be there. Uh, And we kind of, we all, five of us graduated or six of us graduated together. And so it's just been like the greatest privilege, just getting to watch them, you know, grow up and live out their lives. Mm -hmm. And that has had such an impact on me. Like I said, not just from a young age, but you know, through college and then now in our adult life. Um, And then with that, just my teammates in college as well, kind of the same thing. Like I mean, those are such precious years of your life and you never get them back. So just as an athlete, I know how important it was to me and how much I encourage my athletes to do the same thing, like invest in those relationships because you only get them for such a short time and then you guys all go your separate ways. And um, yes, like I'm so influenced by, you know, how they live their lives today. But that time of of life was also just such a huge point of their influence in my life. Um, The second kind of tier is just like obviously my coaches. I mean – from travel ball to college and then, you know, coaches that I've coached with in my coaching career. I mean, each of them have influenced me in some way, um, and have helped shape who I have become as a coach, just finding things that I liked that they did that I didn't like, and just kind of helping them shape my own style of, of how to coach. Um, and then lastly, just the people that have, uh, really become family to me, uh, as I've gone up, like a, through my journey of, you know, just life, um, they've just invested in me and helped me you know, become, you know, who I was meant to be, and really just love me in every season of life where I was at, and just um, encourage me, challenge me, and just share it in, like I said, in the journey with me. And I'm just so grateful because I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without them. That's awesome. I love
1: the uh, teammates because I feel that to a whole nother level. I, um, I, and that I preach that so hard to. The girls that I've coached through the years because I it's for me I didn't understand what my coach was telling me until I was done playing about how fast mm-hmm. it goes and how precious the time is and
2: mm-hmm. so it's
1: just like how do I get them to understand that no wait really <laughs> yeah. this really goes fast but
2: <laughs> yeah um
1: yeah. yeah my relationship with my teammates are oh I love them to death so I appreciated yeah. that comment
0: yeah of course <laughs> And I know that you talk on the phone a lot with one of your old coaches. So, um, like, when did you get to the point where you felt like you're you're comfortable? You like, you still talk to the the coach, and you haven't been coached by him in years,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I talk to my travel coach all the time, at least once or twice a month, if not more than that. Um, but I just think coaches have, you know, coaches and the people in your life, they just, um, they bring so much to who you are. And I think one of the biggest things just like within our culture is, um, you know, you a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable with one another. And I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, helps you and in, in growing and where you want to be. And it's like, yeah, you have to be honest and you have to let people into your, you know, to your world so they can help you and help you and help influence you even from afar. And so, um, I just have a passion for, like I said, just creating those relationships and keeping them going and, and you're not going to be able to have, they're not always going to look the same, right? Just like we were talking about with our college teammates, like, yeah, my college teammates, our life don't look the same that they did when they were in college and that's okay. But, um, as seasons of life change, yes, relationships change, but I just think that there's some importance in you know, investing those relationships still as much as you can from afar, because, um, I think it helps, again, helps you continue to grow, helps them continue to grow. And then I think as a coach or, a, a, you know, a leader of influence in whatever your field is, um, you know, having people pour into you helps you be able to pour out to everybody else that you're around too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That For kind sure. of
0: leads into my next question. Um, why do you like to be a coach?
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a great question. Um, I think I've just really – always wanted to you know be the coach that I always wanted to have and not saying that I didn't have great coaches because I did but um just being able to help build the person and not just the player and I think you know there's something powerful about being a coach it's you're leaving a legacy with the athletes that you're invested in every single day and I just think there's something so powerful about that and having the opportunity to love them and love builds, it changes, it restores, it transforms. It's like the ultimate gift that we've been giving, given. And we just get to genuinely share it without any limits. And I don't know, there's something powerful about that wholehearted love. And it's going to be, there's going to be great times. there's going to be hard times, but man, just to get to be able to, you know, have a piece of, you know, uh, investment in these, in these young women's lives and just, you know, hope that, it, you know, helps them. Uh, you know, grow into whoever that they choose to become, I think there's just no greater gift than that. And it's just such a privilege. I mean, I have the greatest job I could ever think of, because I get to teach my favorite game and, you know, be with people that, uh, you know, I want to see succeed and be, you know, better than I was as an athlete and, you know, beyond the field as well. Yeah. Um, Also, you have a dog
0: named Champ, Champion. I do. What's his role on the coaching staff? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah champ he is the ultimate uh i call him i'm the recruiting coordinator here so he is the assistant to the recruiting coordinator um he lives his best <laughs> life here let's be honest um he brings a lot of joy and entertainment but uh yeah he he loves to get to be around all the all the athletes i mean he has like 25 people you know who just dote upon him every day and give him snacks and pet him all day long it's great um but all the recruits oh love gosh. him they want pictures with him yeah, he's great. He's a great dog. <laughs> that is so <laughs> cute. <laughs> God. Yeah. We have a lot of fun with him. He's the best. I really oh got God. lucky
0: with him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. We're definitely gonna need some pictures for for yes. the show off champion. Oh Ooh. sure.
2: The handsome like... boy, for sure. <laughs> Like, I have I have a whole of- album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: that's how I feel. I'm like, hey, do you want to see my kids? And it's my dogs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's my dogs. So it's
0: my dogs. <laughs> it's my fish. Um my fish.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> here's <it's-
0: laughs> uh, uh, I remember awesome. I moved across the country. I moved from Oklahoma to Oregon with my fish and I, what? Wait, I just, you really <laughs> have a fish? Yeah,
1: this is my son. What's your? What's your fish this is it? my son.
0: Um, that fish was Mahomes, I think.
1: Mahomes.
0: Wait, Mahomes. I, I love it. Go Chiefs. Probably Mahomes. Yes. You fish. don't know? Um, I had like three or four fishes within that time frame.
2: It was yeah anyway <laughs> i'm just sending you pictures of champion don't be alarmed
0: like three years so it probably was okay perfect um but yes Mahomes lasted like three years so it probably was Mahomes. um okay riley's gonna take okay. the
1: next question all right here we go uh, what's the story behind joy and the journey
2: oh good question um Yeah, I think honestly, it started out with just uh, my college career and just, you know, finding joy in the fact that I got to live out my dream every single day. And I remember remember when it was really cold out because I played at Utah State and I remember it was like snowing one game and I'm like standing out there at shortstop and like freezing, right? And I'm pretty sure we're getting pounded and like, you know, those games. And I remember just standing out there being like, okay, choose joy. This is the, like, I wanted this. This is what I'm still going to play my favorite game. Like there's still joy to be found. And so I think that's kind of where it started. Um, And then as I transitioned out of, you know, playing and into, you know, coaching, I just, you know, I've obviously been on this coaching journey of going different places and moving across the country and all these different things. And I just think that there's so much to be found um, there's so much joy to be found within, you know, what you're doing and where you're going and who you're, like I said, the opportunity to invest in coach. Um, But also like joy to me, like it joy is cultivated from thankfulness and there's always something to be thankful for, like through the highs and through the lows, there's always just um, there's joy to be found. And so um, that's kind of where joy in the journey originated from, and now it's just kind of like my tagline, I guess. Everybody knows me for it, um, because there is—it's true. There's just joy in the journey to be found in wherever you're at, whatever season you're in. So, wow, I love that. Have you? You should make some apparel. No, that. I never thought about that. That's a great idea. Maybe, me, we'll, me, maybe we'll work on that. yeah Emily and I
1: have been brainstorming a lot about apparel today so that was on yeah. my mind
2: <laughs> love that love that i mean i'm here for we it that. we can we can we can tagline it yeah. Yeah.
0: a picture mm-hmm. of of champ and just across it just says joy in-
2: joy and yeah. journey <laughs> oh yeah, and
0: then at the Beth. bottom say yeehaw
2: Yeehaw! Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Give me some yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw! <laughs> uh, I love it.
0: Um, okay, well, we we have some time left, so I'm going to ask you a bonus question.
2: Okay. Uh, why do you do question of the day? Oh yeah, um, I do a question of the day with our athletes because I just think it's an easy way to interact with them and just kind of get to know them a little bit more outside of just, you know, the typical, like, Hey, how's your day? How's school? You know, um, those type of things. And they're fun. They create also just like camaraderie with amongst um, each other. And it's great to hear their answers. They always want to hear like our coaches answers. And so it's <laughs> fun. Um, for sure. We have a good time with it. And it's so funny. Cause I'm, I'm very diligent with doing it with our infield, I will say, and my outfield, they'll remind me every single day. They're like, Oh, we need the question of the day too. But, um, they always feel left out, but I'm like, it's just harder to talk when you're running. I don't know. I need to work on that and be a little more consistent (laughs) with them. But, um, yeah, I love, I love question of the day. We have a good time with it. Well, what's
0: good about it is you know, when to switch when it's like it's conversation time and then it's, you know, go time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's cool. Uh, we did something like that at athletes unlimited actually, cause, uh, the way that works like every monday you're on a new team so you have new teammates and so mm. we would kick every like we'd have like maybe three days to practice and so before practice or a game we would sit down and do like a, somebody would do like a deep question or like a funny question it didn't matter but it really helped like meshing within a week of your new team
2: <laughs> oh 100 i also again i think it just creates that space to kind of uh, like, get, build that relationship enough to start the, maybe those more, like, vulnerable conversations, like you just said, some of the oh, more yeah. deeper ones. Um, I think, you know, when you start with the easy stuff, I think it just propels you to, you know, start opening up when the hard ones come as well.
1: Yeah, um, I, I like it. I like it, too, because, like, um, I'm 26, so, like, I, I'm still kind of young and mm-hmm. um, close with the age that I coach and stuff, and so, I think it's nice, too, because I really want them to, like, understand that, like, I'm a person, too,
2: and yeah, we yeah.
1: we try to make them, like, as unrelated to softball as possible, just so, you know, we all get to know each other, and it's not some weird conversation that you have to have with a coach. We're all just people, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. I think it definitely puts, puts the human within you, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I try to implement implement that to my pitching lessons too, like try to ask them more about than just like if they practiced, you know. And so when I had my workout today with them and I was introducing them to their coach, their new coach, I just went around and told a fun fact about each of them and I can tell that they liked that I'm paying attention.
2: Mm, mhm. Yeah, definitely. They feel that investment piece 100%. Yeah. Peanut
0: M&Ms or regular M&Ms?
2: Peanut, but I don't eat the peanuts Okay, <laughs> I show them like sunflower seeds. <laughs> what? And I spit the peanuts <laughs> out. <laughs> My, fun. <laughs> My fun fact.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: that's cool. for you, fa My fun fact. <laughs>
0: Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese
2: Doritos? Oh, that's so hard. Uh, right now, I'm really into Cool Ranch, but Nacho, they always, you know, went out. Oh, that's like, okay. can never go wrong. Okay. Uh,
0: goldfish or pretzels? Goldfish. Um, Propel or Gatorade if you had to choose one? Propel. I knew that one. Ha- um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why? Because in my last interview I said I don't drink Gatorade. So <laughs> Beach or Mountains. Ooh. That's so hard. I love them both. I really can't choose that question. It's real hard for me. Make a decision. <laughs> okay. Mah- <laughs> Manhattan Beach, but also like the mountains of Logan, Utah. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go there's my decision
0: you get both um what <laughs> if you live in san diego you get both um yeah true uh but at the same time i really do miss the mountains of oregon
2: oregon didn't have mountains utah has <laughs> mountains oregon had hills you know what um phone call or texting Ooh. depends on the person <laughs> <laughs> like that. uh i'd say generally texting
0: okay uh, i'm more
2: responsive i usually can answer quicker running or lifting running oh geez not lifting that's not it for me oh, oh
0: paper God. planner or um like digital digital
2: 100 percent
0: Oh, I don't. I I think that's it. I think that's the best I got. You did good. That was pretty good. Those are some good question of the day. Thank you.
2: <laughs> of course, of course.
0: Well, it was super fun having you on the show, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Um, and I hope listeners got something out of this because I know I did, and I'm sure Riley did too. But um, yeah, thank you for being on the show.
2: You're so welcome. Nav up.
0: Yeehaw. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Rosemetal Foundation and Twitter at RosemetalOrg. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and leave a review. It really helps us by spreading the word. Sign up for our newsletter to get weekly updates from us. Another way you can support us is by making a donation at rosemetalfoundation.org forward slash donate. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so your donations are eligible to be tax-deductible. So far, we have shared the stories of over 40 current and former athletes, and we have a mentorship program called Championship Mentoring.